0: Put it on a shirt, turn it to a shoulder, just a
1: show, this a joke, I'm never gonna choke when I'm tying up the rope, so oh, here we fucking go. It's time to get real gassed, This finally here at last, this the Doom and Podcast, is finally here at last, it's the Doom and Gloom Podcast, finally here, Doom and Gloom podcast. finally here at last, Doom and Gloom Podcast, it's finally here at last, the Doom and Gloom Podcast. Hello, welcome to episode 25 of the Doom and Gloom Podcast. So yeah, it's been a while. Um not sure why, but it has. Um, on this episode, I'm talking with Ellis, who is the owner of Dead Eyes Clothing. Um, we'll just talk about like his history, what he did before the brand, what he did leading up to it, kind of why he started, things he's learned on the way, what he wants from it, like all that kind of good stuff. So, uh, yeah, here we go. Yeah, so I guess if we jump in and kind of just chat to me about your life up until the point of deciding to start a brand what was what what led to it um so it was it was kind of like a lot
0: of different uh things that happened um so i used to do engineering um it wasn't something i was kind of interested in i just kind of like fell into a job um and then I, uh, i had an injury so i slipped three discs in my back ouch um so that was like six six years well 2015 so like nearly seven years ago so i'm still waiting on the surgery for it God. um so obviously i i lost that job um around the same time me and my partner at the time uh, bought a house together um so it was just like a lot of stress obviously involved with like losing a job and you got this new house and stuff like that yeah um and then not too long after uh, that partner had an affair, and then I just sort of like fell into this sort of bad pit of depression, um, oh, shit, and it's just yeah. this really like difficult time and, and stressful time. Um, so I've always used, um, I record music a lot, or not so much nowadays, but I used to write and record a lot of music, which would I was using as sort of a crutch then to just sort of get a bit of like emotion and and sort of write about your, your thoughts and feelings. Um, and then I've always I've always enjoyed design, like graphic design. Um, I never did much with it really. It was just kind of stuff in the house. And then I kind of fell into doing some like vape labels and stuff for people. Um, and then I just decided to kind of put two and two together. And, and I thought, well, I really do love like the graphic design side and sort of putting out my thoughts and feelings in like a creative way. Um, and then obviously at the same time felt quite passionately about sort of like mental health awareness and, and getting that sort of message out there so they just kind of crossed paths quite nicely really um, so I decided to start the brand.
1: Yeah that's really interesting because I did read a little bit about like your well about us section or whatever on your website and it kind of said sort of something I didn't know, that like you got into a really dark place and then decided that you know yeah you wanted to start the brand and kind of pursue it that way and help others, which is really cool. I think that mental health stance is really uh, interesting and really good.
0: Yeah, I never wanted it to be sort of like, oh, depression's bad and like the depression's out there, because I think obviously people know and understand that. Um, it was just kind of a way I felt when I was going through it, my worst point, it was like really isolating them. Um, and I felt sort of like I was on this little island alone and nobody really could understand what was going going on in my head and how I sort of interpreted and perceived relatively like normal things. Um, so it, the idea is that if somebody sees the t-shirt and kind of understands the message behind it, that they'll know that that person wearing the t-shirt is sort of dealing with something similar. And it sort of creates that like bond and that, that reassurance that a lot of people are going through what you're going through and you, you can't get through it.
1: Yeah, no, that makes sense. So you're making yeah, a community of like-minded people that are there to support each other and, and kind of find something from each other, I guess.
0: Yeah, it's just a, just a way of sort of pushing the message that I uh, know it's such like, a common saying, but you're not alone. And like a lot of people have dealt and, and got through with what's similar stuff that you're going through and that it does get easier with time. It just can take a lot of time, unfortunately.
1: Mm, that's definitely it. Yeah. What's your... um? your kind of uh growth been like because i know you've not been around for that long did you were you around like was it start of lockdown 2020 last year
0: uh april 2019 so it was oh, a couple okay. months before um yeah it was just because i lost uh, another job um i was working in a call center where they were like 12 and a half hour shifts so i couldn't sit uh with my back um and it was around that time. It was like the Christmas, I lost the job and I was thinking, right, what I need to do something. I need to sort of fill my days and what can I put my time and energy into? Um, And like I said, just from previously sort of enjoying graphic design, um, that's when I decided to start it then in the April.
1: Mm, That makes a lot of sense. Have you, um, have you found it's quite easy then to, to grow the business? Have you had any struggles along the way or has it been fairly kind of easy, smooth sailing?
0: um i think i got i had quite a good first year um like is i think it's the same with anything it is difficult and it is like a consistent ongoing like struggle to get engagement and, and get new faces to, to see the brand and stuff and um i suppose when you first start a brand you just think all right i'm going to do some designs i'm going to check them on a t-shirt i'm going to put them up on instagram and they're going to sell you don't realise like how much work goes into the backside of stuff and and how much you actually need to, to do behind the scenes. Um, so that was it's, it's a learning curve for everybody, I think, and it is like a learn-as-you-go type of thing. Um, but I think it's just persistence. I think it's just making sure that you're, you're consistently purring out stuff that you're happy with and sort of with Instagram posts and stuff, make sure... Like, the best advice I'd probably give people is look at big brands that you like and that you sort of inspire to be like and obviously don't copy their stuff but see what type of things they post in and, and what type of stuff their instagram posts like look like um because i think you see a lot of people they very like you know they do these like stock image models and then you kind of copy and paste the t-shirt onto them
1: hmm. No, I definitely do that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it is it is tricky. It's a great way to kind of mock stuff up, especially if you wanted to like put it as a pre-order or show people what it's going to look like. But you are right that when you look at the bigger brands and people that you want to be like, it's always they've got the t-shirt made and they've got like a bunch of models wearing it and it's always really good for uh, photography and then they've posted a couple of times to kind of build up the hype and then they drop it or whatever.
0: Yeah, and I mean, obviously, a small brand isn't going to have the money to to put into model, like modeling is really expensive to get your stuff shipped to people and and pay them their their costs and stuff so i understand that you're not going to have hundreds of photos for um lots of different t-shirts and lots of different designs but i'd say get something get you one t-shirt that kind of sells the best or that you are you are most proud of and kind of push that one a little bit and maybe send that one for more to get modeled and it's just, I suppose, when you're using, like, the, the generic markups and stuff, you kind of look like everybody else, so you're not going to stand out that much from every other brand around your sizes. And, like, I know you've mentioned before, this is such a saturated market at the moment
1: Um mm. to just
0: do something that does stand out a little bit different.
1: Yeah, it's, it's definitely hard. There's so many clothing brands that are, like, either starting up and finding it really hard and painful or brands that are just, like, fading into existence or calling it quits. So yeah i think it's
0: the uh the massive like print on demand boom that's happened in the last couple of years um that uh, people can make up a design you send it to a website which will then obviously drop ship it to your customers so it does seem like a super easy process and you think oh well anyone can do this this is really easy um but like i said with the the back end of stuff and sort of building that brand and, and building that community of people that sort of resonate with the brand is is probably the most difficult part
1: yeah uh when did you switch because i know you do like do you do all of your own printing or some of it or um so anything that's actually
0: printed i'll do um it's just embroidery i can't do at the moment um so like the beanies i think it's the be and like stickers and stuff like that and the, and the little extras but um, all the t-shirts and the hoods and, and shorts and stuff I'll do in the house. So that was in end of January 2020, I think. I got the printer.
1: Oh, nice. Was it a screen printer?
0: Uh, DTG printer it is.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, nice. So was that, has that helped you uh, expand and grow massively? Or did you just like the fact that, it's, that you've got more control over what you can kind of do?
0: Um, I think it's sort of like a blessing and a curse. So... It's really good, and I've got no minimums, so I think a big struggle for for brands as well is having to order that, like, 50-item stock and then yeah. waiting for that to sell before you can get new stock and it being this, like, ongoing pile-up of stuff that might not sell. Um, so that's, like, a massive advantage that I can sort of just print a T-shirt to order. Um, but it is super expensive and super time-consuming, Um, I think this year I've kind of started resenting it a little bit more because it takes away so much of my time from like designing and running the brand that I'm just I feel like I've just turned
1: into a printer oh no are you almost at at the the stage where you're gonna hire someone to do some of that for you or yeah it's just the ups and downs at the
0: moment like that's the that's the goal next is to try and get somebody in to take on the printing so at least I can do the back end and the designing um like, I'm sure you know it's just so up and down that you might have a really good month where you're thinking, right, yeah, okay, I can do this. And then you'll have two really bad months where you think, right, I can barely afford to to pay myself, let alone anybody else, you know?
1: Yep. Is this um, is this something you do full-time now? Are you all in for uh, Dead Eyes? All in for Dead Eyes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, full-time. <laughs> nice. When did that change happen? Was that, like, a couple of months after getting the the printer, or...? Well, I was
0: never, I wasn't working because after I lost the job in, on the Christmas, I kind of started the brand in the April.
1: Um, so
0: I was, even when I first started, I wasn't actually working. Um, it's been this constant battle of them with the surgery was sort of planned for like a year and then it was delayed for a year and then it got canceled and had to be rebooked and then obviously COVID and stuff. Um, so the last like six, seven years has just been a bit of a mishmash of uh, not really knowing what's going on um so i was quite fortunate in the i had time i had a lot of time to sort of sit and design and, and do all of that stuff um and then it's weird because the reason that I, it pushed me towards starting off with dcg anyway um was obviously i didn't have like a, a budget to order stock um so a guy approached me i can't even remember how he, he must have seen it um, and he messaged me and he was like, "Oh, we can print your T-shirts for you." Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd never heard of like TGG printing. I'd only ever thought of screen printing, really. Yeah. Um, and I said, like, "Oh, how much does it cost? And how much have I got to order?" And he was like, "Oh, you can just order one, and we'll send it to the customer." So it was he was offering drop shipping. Hmm. Um. So that's how I started off, and obviously that was helpful at the start because as soon as you're only paying when somebody orders.
1: Yeah. So did you find that was kind of the point where you like unleashed a ton of designs because you were like, well, it doesn't really matter what happens. I could like put up a design, see if it sells, if it doesn't, just kind of retire it for a bit.
0: Yeah, I think like you said, it's a lot less particular on why you release you've got a there's no pressure to make sure obviously I still want every design to be as good as I think it could be. Um and I'm a little bit of a like a weirdo in that front quite a, like I hate anything that I I think it's like a six month shelf life on stuff. Like I look at something I had done this time, like a year ago and I'll just be like, Oh, that's so rubbish. Like I could have changed so much about it. Um, but I think that's the same with anyone really that you'd kind of go back and change a load of stuff. Um, but the, the big advantage is obviously not having that stock. Um, I lo I think I launched with three and then I kind of got signs out as and when I could. Um, but I mean, even now, I've had sort of designs that I've released that have sold like less than the fifty that they need to to justify like the stock order. Yeah.
1: No, I so found out. I know everything's.
0: Uh... Go on, sorry, man.
1: Oh no, no, I just said yeah. I found it really tough as well because that's what I did. I started out with um, just screen printing, and then I did the typical thing you hear about all the time of people. Are like, I started with a couple of hundred pounds, and I bought a set of screen printed t-shirts and then sold all those and then rolled that and then rolled that and now I've got like a company that's worth like 10 million or whatever um, yeah but yeah so I started like that and then got to a point where you just you're sitting on loads of stock and you're like well I can't release anything new till I've sold stuff so then I even now I've started looking at like the director garment route because it's a lot better than it ever used to be and it just opens up so many opportunities for new designs you can put something out and if it doesn't sell or doesn't get a reaction then yeah you can just like leave it or retire it for a bit and i think that's that's definitely helped me massively
0: yeah and um, i think especially if you're going to like a DGG company that obviously because it was quite a steep learning curve and that's another thing that was kind of difficult when i brought all the printing in-house was i was kind of learning how to run a brand and sort of trying to improve designing and stuff like that and then on they kind of sell it to you as you kind of put the t-shirt on and press a button and it prints um, and there's obviously like a lot more stages of that. Like I've only now the last, I'd say like eight months being like happy with like the end result and of the t-shirts. Um, and it's just been like a lot of experimenting with our, our, like different print methods and you pre-treat and your, how to heat press and, and all of that stuff. Um, but I think definitely with, with smaller brands, if you can get like a good reputable dtg company um get some samples in and, and wash test them um it's definitely a good route to go down um like you says, who haven't got our initial investment of in stock
1: yeah i've seen i didn't even realize but like i'd seen bigger brands do it so like um bad monday they used to i think screen print a load of stuff and then bought their own direct Garland garment printer and then they're now massive aren't they like there's so many brands that have, are doing it and you don't even realize
0: yeah i think um like hobo jack was like The two guys just bought a DTG printer in their garage um, and started out. And I'm not sure about their methods are now because I think I don't know if they would still print to order. I don't know if that'd be too time consuming or if they would sort of just print up enough stock to because I mean they're obviously guaranteed to sell in their brands that size. They know that they're gonna drop X amounts of t shirts and they're gonna go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely more of a viable option I'd say these days. Um, the only thing you've got to watch for is um, a lot of companies, they'll charge you quite a lot. Um, so I know the guy that was doing mine, they were like £15 a t-shirt. Mm. Um, so you're selling them for 20 Um So obviously it's difficult to kind of try and build up any financial backing with like £5 a t-shirt. Yeah. Um, but I mean, even if you've just done it to start off with and you thought, right, this t-shirt's doing well, let's go and get a, a batch of these done. Um, this one hasn't done very well, right, let's not. We'll just keep printing that one to order because it doesn't really matter then if it doesn't sell.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. I think long-term it's not that great because, yeah, if, unless you get your own printer, they're taking a big cut and then you're not getting as much as you would do if you'd screen-printed a load. So, yeah, you've either got yeah. to get a batch done or look to get your own printer. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of options. I mean, even like DTF have
0: come in now with like the, the transfers,
1: Is that the heat transfer stuff?
0: Yeah, but I think they print it. So it's not like the same as vinyl, because I know everyone, vinyl is kind of like the the cheap and cheerful. Yeah. Um, But I think with DTF, they print it with a DTG printer onto a film. And then you just heat, you just heat press the film onto the the garment. And I don't think it needs to be pre-treated or anything like that um i haven't really looked into it i was i kind of heard all the, the hype about it like last year mm. um but it's definitely like a load of a load of routes you can go down and sort of work out what's going to be best for it. i think it depends on what your brand's going to look like as well so i think you do a lot of the like the bold like black sort of tattoo um you know like the i gotta make sure i don't mess this up when i say now the the cat font yeah, yeah, yeah. I you know, just like the big bold line, like obviously. So that's quite ideal for like screen printing. Yeah, um, and then because I do a lot more like the photo manipulation stuff, you're not you're not restricted then by like how many colours you've got to put into it. Yeah, um, I think so
1: that's it. maybe um, works. maybe I am still stuck a little bit on that like one to two colour thing because a lot of mine are like that big like simple design like poking fun and stuff, whatever. But it's very basic colorways, isn't it?
0: I think you should do I want to see you do like traditional tattoo designs but like really goofy
1: okay (laughs) well like a a twist I just think
0: it'd be like
1: like complete puns you know if you had
0: like a snake well you know if you had like a snake and a skull but the skull was all kind of like new school and the snake had his like his tongue out with like his like cross-eyed and stuff I don't know I can visualize it better than I can describe it
1: Yeah, I see what you mean. Just like
0: these cool... So it's like a different take on like the tag, because obviously you kind of like that pun, like wordplay kind of thing. Yeah. It's just kind of like a fun brand view, which is funny because of the name.
1: Yeah. That's what I've tried. I think that's one of the hardest things is like figuring out a name Um, because I had a name before and I hated it and then obviously changed it and was shocked nobody had it. Um, Have you got a story behind yours or is it kind of is there no story <laughs> well i was i was using mine for music for a couple of years and i
0: was putting music under dead eyes um but obviously that wasn't like going anyway wow. um okay so the story is a bit weird um i remember my mum telling me when i was younger um <laughs> this is super weird right but she said oh if you it must have been around the time i started like dating and stuff and she said oh if you fall in love with a girl's eyes Um, you'll never fall out of love with them because their eyes never change. So I was like, okay, thanks, mum. That's uh, great advice. Yeah. Um, And then when everything happened with my ex, um, and I was sort of in that really low point, um, she was speaking to me about something the one day and she said, she went, oh, your eyes? She said, oh, I can't remember what she said exactly, but she said, oh, your eyes are dead. She was like, oh, you look like you've got dead eyes.
1: Ah...
0: And then all I could think was well, she was obviously like having a go at me about something in my head. I was like, "Oh, that's such a cool name." Yeah, <laughs> um, and that's when I started putting like the the music out um, under um, that name. So it's, it's like a little bit of a weird story, but it always kind of stuck with me, like the the Dead Ice thing.
1: Yeah, it's a really good name, and it fits like perfectly with the brand and everything you've kind of built and what, what you want it to be. Like, it makes so much sense.
0: Yeah, and I think is. They always, you know, there's, like, all the cheesy sayings about they say, like, your eyes are the window to the soul and stuff. But I think yeah. you can tell a lot from, like, somebody's eyes.
1: Yeah. Um, that's, that's kind of what is, I'm thinking. Like, kind of like yeah, when, when people are struggling or when they're, like, down or whatever, yeah, you can see their eyes are, are different to how they normally would be. They've kind of got, like, yeah, dead eyes. It makes so much yeah, sense. Yeah, really good name. It was a good fit. <laughs> what's, um, what's been your biggest, like, failure as a brand so far, have you had something that you've been like, "Man, that was a massive mistake um, I'm trying to think <laughs> well you don't have to say a failure what's been your like biggest positive? what's something that like you didn't think could do well and then all of a sudden it's been like the most amazing thing uh, so pos
0: i got i got
1: like a a thing for for negatives
0: uh, positives probably. The it Me T-shirt. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's... It's ridiculous. Well, that's that's like accounted for like 70% of my sales as a brand. Wow. Um, I kind of get it because I think a lot of people see her and they like, oh, it's edgy. And it's just like this girl sniffing on it. Um, and it's a bit of a shame, really, because that's probably one of the, the more personal T-shirts. Because um, it was about... I made it regarding like antidepressants yeah um when i was on antidepressants they, they were like really really bad for me um and then i was just thinking about how people use sort of short-term solutions whether it be like alcohol or drugs or whatever um but like long-term they're gonna they're gonna do a lot more damage um so that's kind of where like the your love is slowly killing me type of thing come from um but yeah, I think that probably helped me a lot, just with the amount of like traction that design got.
1: Um, yeah, I can remember it was was it one of like the earlier designs? Because I remember seeing it It was
0: like, yeah, it was like the fourth yeah, the fourth design, so it was like a week after launch, um, I put it out. Um, it wasn't like super popular to start with. It was only I'd say like about a year ago. Um, it really kicked off, and I seemed to be selling like nothing but them for a while. Um, but I kind of want to get rid of it because I kind of don't want to keep stuff on the on the store for ages, and kind of want to get like new stuff out and sort of new, like implement new techniques and stuff I've learned with design. But I can't. I feel like I just can't afford to take that that design yeah. off. You could redesign. Just yeah. So much in. Yeah, that's what I was thinking because I'd done the. I wanted to do it first, so I remember I'd done the first t shirt um, I redesigned as like, a limited edition. Yeah. Um, and that was just like super fun to to design it how I would now.
1: I really like the devil one. <laughs> I think that just. The um, devil works one. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The devil made me do it. Um, my designs are very simple and they all like clean and just like simple lines. And I think that's probably why I'm drawn to that one because it's just really nice. <laughs>
0: i got like a really weird relationship with that t-shirt because of, um, so that's the only, so the plan was I was going to start releasing the t-shirt every collection that was designed by somebody else, like another artist that I really like. Yeah. Um, so do you know Seven Points, Tom? No. It's, um, I shouldn't like reduce into this really, but it's Ollie Sykes' brother. Oh, okay. Um, And I, I bought a pair of joggers off him on Depop. Um, and then he had his Instagram or something. So I clicked his Instagram as a guy He does designs and they're that, that sort of super bold, um, like simplistic design thing. Um, and I just really, really liked his art. So I said, Oh, can I, can you do a design for the brand? Yeah. Um, but it's obviously like the, it's the only designs. I've never got anybody else to do a design. Um, cause I just feel like this massive disconnect to it. Um, and I think every other design is quite like personal, um, so I might in future, I might just do like one, rather than doing like a t-shirt every collection, I might just do like a collab collection, which is just a bunch of artists that I really like and try and get,
1: yeah, get them to sense. jump
0: on a collection. So at least at least that's what that collection is. It's like, right, that's not me. That's like obviously a bunch of artists that I really like. Um, and then I'll go back to obviously designing myself then. But no, is it is a sick t-shirt. I really like the I like it as a design. Um. I just always feel weird about it because obviously it's like that that one that I didn't do.
1: It's a shame. Yeah, it's really, really good. It's, I guess it makes sense, like you're saying, if you've got like these connections to the designs you're doing and then you've just got this random one where you're like, it doesn't make any sense. Doesn't, I don't feel anything. I, I get that. Yeah,
0: I don't I think I'm like a massive overthinker though. I don't think it's that deep to anybody else. They're just like, oh no, it's cool. It's a It's a cool t-shirt, you know. <laughs> It's just me then. I'm just having like this existential crisis about it at two o'clock in the morning for no reason.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the thing because like unless you say, people probably don't realise anyway, do they? they? just click on it like, oh, I love that. That's really nice.
0: Yeah, yeah. The only thing is, so I, I kind of I put like designed and printed in house on stuff, and then I feel guilty because I'm like, I should put like a little asterisk with except
1: this one. <laughs> uh, but it just it just seems too long. Um, so I did get a couple of questions come through as well yeah of course one of them was um advice for people thinking of starting a brand (laughs) okay um it's
0: the same advice there's a lot of the same advice going around my honestly think about why you want to start it because i think a lot of people just think oh it'd be cool which is fine. Like if you just want to start a brand, like go ahead, start a brand. But this, there's, there's, it's such a headache behind the scenes and there is a lot of work that goes into it um, that you kind of wouldn't perceive at first. And I think unless you've got that initial, I really want to do this. Like I love this. You're not going to go through them, them lows that sort of come with running the brand. And like everyone has them those bad days where I don't know if anyone thinks it's extreme, but you think, Oh, is this working? Is there a point to me doing this? Yeah. Um, Unless you've got that initial really strong passion for it. I don't think you're going to go through those days. Um And then just I wouldn't I don't think you've got to stick with like a theme. Um, but Um, I think just like how you want it to look and the sort of the general vibe that you want to push forward, because you do see a lot of brands that are kind of like, oh, I like this. I like this. I like this. Um and then it just turns out like really random and then you don't know what their sort of key audience is or like I'm a bit guilty for that really because like my designs are all completely random and like different styles. Mm. But, but I suppose you... they're like tied together by a theme.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say it's got that like underlying theme and that's that's kind of like what I've tried to do as well. I've tried to have some theme to the ra- randomness of designs that I've started to put out. I think that's definitely a key. Yeah, because I think like, if
0: everything looks the same,
1: it's just it's boring for everybody then. Um, Bryce would
0: just... Yeah, I just really think about I think my main advice would be, like, really think about it. Um, because, I'm, like, before spending, like, money and, and time on it, um, just really think about, right, is this something I'm still going to want to do when I've had a rough two weeks or three weeks or, or month or two months or, you know?
1: Yeah, because that definitely happens. And I think people don't really... I mean, you don't really want to show it, like, as a brand or whatever, that it's been tough. But then you'll see, like I said before, all these brands that are just, like, dropping or pausing or stopping or, like, they've had enough because it's been – it's hard. Like, it is really hard.
0: It's super hard. I think nobody talks about how difficult it is. and they, I don't know if it's, like, a front where, you're like, oh, I own a brand and it's quite cool and it's different. And But it is really – it turns into a job after a while. Yeah. Um, and like any job if you're doing it every day um you will you can get frustrated that you have bad days in work all the time um i wouldn't want to discourage anyone from starting a brand because the majority of the time i i love it and i'm I'm really happy doing it um but it's like anything you're gonna get those days where you just think oh like is is this going is this going well is this what i'm going to be doing i think especially because i'm like 28 now um I've had my back issues since I was 22 um, and they kind of paused my life for a lot of it. Like, I feel like I've missed out on my, my twenties. Yeah. Um, and then it is a struggle because I'm doing it full time and I'm, I'm paying a mortgage and, and paying bills and the printer and everything that you think,
1: right. Do I want to be
0: struggling when I'm 31 or 32 and I want to start looking at like having kids and, and settling down and, and doing all that side of stuff.
1: I mean, yeah, you have like wobbles and stuff. I had one, i don't know a month ago or so and i just i just kind of dropped off i didn't really post anything didn't really do anything i like it's very hard sometimes just to stay motivated when it's not going the way you think it's gonna go do you have any like tips or anything for keeping yourself motivated or kind of plowing through when times get tough take a break It's is super simple um
0: i suppose it depends on what aspect um with me like designing um if i feel like pressure to get designs out um and i'm just not motivated and that stress and pressure of it completely kills like any creativity yeah um i think it's o- it's okay to have a break it's okay to have a week or two weeks or um and take that time and it's kind of like a false pressure. I think everyone puts like pressure on themselves to think right. I've got to be posting on Instagram all the time. And I've got to be posting stories and, you know, I want to be getting designs out every, every week or every, even every month. It's like, nobody's, nobody's thinking of it as deeply as what you are.
1: Mm, that's true.
0: I think it's okay to take that step back and think, no, I'm gonna have two weeks. I'm going to chill out. I'm going to focus on a few other things. Um, and then I'm going to go back to it with a fresh head because um, I, I think it's the, it's very easy to compare yourself to other people as well
1: mm, yeah it and sure is
0: a lot of the time you'll be comparing yourself to people that are a lot bigger than you and thinking oh well they're doing this they're getting that out and you think yeah but they've got six people or, or seven people behind them yeah like if you're just doing this on your own like it's okay to, like give yourself a break
1: yeah I mean that's the thing I struggle with and I know a lot of people do it as well where they're like you have a full-time job and then you've got like this like passion project that you, you have as a hobby at the moment but you want it to be like more but then just trying to find the time and motivation and because you're tired like you've done like 40 hours a week so that's kind of the worst bit and then you start comparing yourself to other people and you're like man I should be further along I'm not doing this it's definitely hard yeah yeah
0: especially working um I'm like a weird point now because I feel like obviously printing is like my day job Obviously, is included in the brand. Hmm.
1: Um,
0: but like, I'll have days where I finish printing. and I think, right? I do not want to go and sit on the laptop. I just want to go and play on the PlayStation. Or I just want to go and watch a film and Mrs. or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I think I think that's fine. And don't force yourself to. You, you don't need to to do anything.
1: Yeah. Um, Everyone's journey is different. So.
0: Yeah. Just remember why you're doing it, and remember that. Sort of like, is, I think I said to you before, like, obviously, it's like a if it is something you're doing as a passion project, it's because you love doing it and you, that you find it fun and you you enjoy it. Um, so make sure you can get back to that point and don't think of it too much as a job. Um, and it, it'll it come as long as you're putting out good stuff, as long as you're putting your heart into it and you're putting effort into it. Like, I think it will follow, it doesn't matter if it's slow or not, it will come eventually.
1: Yeah, that's true. The uh what would you say your hardest the hardest thing for you is about running a brand? What have you found that's really hard? Um so I'll I'll take print like the
0: print inside out of it. Um yeah. because I think that's like a separate thing. I think if I was just running the brand itself. Um it's the same, it's like motivation, um, a lot of pressure. I'm like a really bad overthinker. Um and I think it is that it's that stay motivated when you're having like a couple of bad days or a bad week. Um, so that's probably why I shouldn't be giving advice on, on stay motivated. <laughs> um, <laughs> Cause I'm just like, I struggle like everybody else with uh, just, I'll have like a two week period where I'll try and design like every day and I'll hate everything. Um, and I don't know, I don't want to sound like too You when I say this. If you get like a difficult customer, don't, I don't know if you're like me, if you've ever had like a, a bad email or whatever, um, but that'll like stick with you for like a week and then you'll be like frustrated about it for a week.
1: Yeah, mine's not so much that I can kind of, I think probably working in retail for like 16 years has kind of made me oh, disconnect right. a little bit yeah. from that because like having to deal with it face to face, you kind of like walk away and joke about it in the back of the stockroom or whatever, and then you're like, right, that's done. So I'm I'm okay at shaking that kind of that kind of crap off. Oh, thank God. Yeah. It's just like the little like I've had, I've never had anything like really awful. Um, like
0: I've had people emailing like after two days and being like, I haven't had my order, and I'm like, yeah, like I haven't even printed your order. Like I'm not. <laughs> I think it's hard for people to realise that you're not Amazon Prime. Yeah. And this is such a small, small minority. Like, obviously, yeah, like, even, even the people that complain about it, like, I appreciate the fact that you've decided to spend money with me. Um, but that'll stick with me then for like quite a while. Whereas somebody sending you a really nice message, you're like, oh, that means a lot, thank you. But I find it easier to forget that than the, the, the
1: negative stuff. Mm. I think they are always quick to moan about stuff, and it's very, uh, rare that they praise, I find. It's just remember that you,
0: any like even these people on Facebook, uh, sorry on Instagram, with like fifty, sixty thousand followers, that are still just like one guy or girl, like running the brand. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean they like they're, they're this massive company. Um, and like I even explained to people before, I was like, oh, it's just myself, and they're like, oh, I thought you was like a company. And I was like, no, it's just this literally one guy in his back bedroom. <laughs> yeah. So, just obviously, it's, it's, but then at the same time, like, I really appreciate anyone that's gonna, if they wanna have a whinge about it, that's fine. I understand that it's, it is frustrating for people to deal with the, the nuances of like ordering from a small brand. But, uh, yeah, I know everything's super random coming from my mouth. I have no like structure of anything. Everything is just like a complete world. That's
1: fine. That's like what I said to the start. There. That's why I really enjoy these podcasts because it gives me a chance to like chat to someone I've never chatted to before, other than like in text over messages on Instagram, and then to kind of hear their story, hear their thoughts, their views on stuff, and like find out where they are and why they started. It's so interesting. It doesn't matter if it's just like rambles because I enjoy it. So
0: it's just so mixed. I just think there's
1: so much. It's
0: hard to like pick out the the. The different bits because there's so much like positive from it and there's so much like negative from it. Um, yeah. they, it's, it kind of all just like mixes into this one long sort
1: of experience that you don't really know where you are with it If you were if you had to start again, what was a couple of things that you wish you'd kind of knew when you were starting out? I think honestly I'd probably look at a different option as the
0: printing myself
1: would you jump into Direct um, the garment straight away or would you, you mean you'd pick something different completely? I think I'd probably stick with DTG just for the actual,
0: um, for my designs. Hmm. Um, I don't know how I'd work it differently really. Cause I think if I wasn't printing myself, I think that would have changed how how the brand sort of worked. Um, it's just, this, it's, it's a lot of time away from the brand um, that, bothers me it's quite frustrating to spend sort of like 10-12 hours a day printing and then not have that time to to spend on the brand Um, I don't know what I'd do differently really because I don't know I don't think I've done anything particularly like well or I don't think I've done anything particularly <laughs> massively like screwed up well that's pretty good um, then. If,
1: if you can't look back and go man if I'd have just done this at the start then I'd find it so much easier that's, that's got to be quite nice to think though
0: It's all the print, like, there's a load of stuff I know about the printing. I wish I'd known earlier. Mm. Um, And that still bugs me because it it was stuff like they told me, like, you don't have to print, you don't have to pre treat white t shirts. And then it turns out that you don't have to pre treat white t shirts, but after a couple of washes, they'll start fading. Um, Oh. So I preach I print um white t shirts now the same as black t shirts, so they've got like a layer of white ink under the print that yeah, stops that them sense. from like fading into the t shirt. Yeah. Um but it re- it like really makes my belly go when I think of somebody like getting the t shirts and then after a couple of washes, they're like, All right, chuck her in the bin, don't worry about them again. <laughs>
1: um
0: like that's the thing that like bugs me the most is like somebody not being happy with the, the product. Yeah. Um like, I still get nervous. Every order I send out, like, I just sent out orders today. Like, every order that I pack up, I get nervous about. I'm just like, oh, I hope they like it. what if this happens? What if that happens? Like,
1: Yeah, I mean, that's really good, though, isn't it? It shows that you still really care about it and, like, you, you're still really passionate about what you're creating and sending out.
0: Yeah, I just... I remember, like, a couple of times I've ordered from from different brands... And like I've put it on, and you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, this is like a really nice t shirt. Yeah, And it kind of makes it gives you like this little confident boost, and you feel like you know, you have a little smile to yourself. Like, I want that feed. I want somebody to put the, one of my things on and be like, oh, I really like this. I'm really happy with
1: it. If they're happy to spend their money with you, you want them to enjoy what they've got and then hopefully buy again later on.
0: Yeah, I think I still think it's mad that somebody would, I'm just this guy designing admittedly super weird t-shirts um and people are happy to find you and and like trust you I suppose with their money um like it still boggles my mind that uh people will do it but
1: mm, yeah there's always that risk isn't there buying stuff on the internet that like it could be uh um, a sham or a con or something, or it could be a really poor um, quality. Then they've just bought all their Instagram followers and you've then like been duped or whatever. So yeah, I completely understand. Yeah, you never know. And
0: the, the my biggest gripe, obviously, I'm not like naming anyone. Um, I've seen i bought from brands as like, all oh, right. I'm just going to buy this one because oh, all of my clothes, right, are like dead eyes t-shirts that have that have got an issue with them, right that i haven't sent out if like if the print's not straight or like something's happened with the pre-treat i'm like right that's my size i'll keep that one (laughs) like i never print myself like nice new t-shirts um so i ordered off a brand um that i'd been following for a while um and their t-shirts were like 28 pound and i was like right i'll just buy this t-shirt and it's going to be like a nice t-shirt that i'll keep and i'll just wait it out Mm. um keep it for best you know and it was just like awful, it was really bad. And I was just like, "Oh, that's just... So then what worries me is I think, well, if somebody gets that for 28 pound and then they see you a brand that's charging 22 pound or 20 pound or 18 pound for a t-shirt, they're gonna think, well, if theirs is that bad, like they, the 21 pound one is gonna be even worse, which might not necessarily be the case.
1: Oh yeah, I see what you're saying, it's gonna put people off because they're thinking that the quality is gonna be even worse than the 28 quid one, yeah
0: yeah exactly. So that kind of annoys me that people not so much overpriced but are supposed to take advantage of people and and don't provide sort of what they should be for the for the money hmm. um I think that's why I get so nervous about stuff about like the the washability and making sure that that t shirt's gonna look the same in, in a in year's time Because um, I want peop you know I want people to be happy with their long term you know
1: um so another one of the questions i got was if you could collab with any brand who would it be and why (laughs) just like an actual it's such a big question isn't it i know who's your like ideal like collaboration and like who who you when you started out Were you like man if i get big enough i definitely want to work with this brand or or an artist or something like that would be amazing who who are you thinking okay So just the random
0: one would be your simpsons collection
1: Yes, that would be brilliant.
0: That's just like Jeremy, come on. Um with collab I don't know, it's, diff- it's trying to it's trying to think of somebody that you think like you'd style well. I, like I was like influenced um with the brand, not in terms of like the aesthetics of it, but obviously like Drop Dead um, Yeah, have always been I think they're one of everybody's sort of inspirations. Um maybe an artist, probably Alex Party. Okay. I don't know if you've ever seen him. He's, he does... Um, he's done the used album covers. I can't remember the name of the album, like Love and Death or something with the tree and the heart.
1: Oh, I do know who that is, yeah. It's kind of like really
0: rough black lines with um, like watercolour.
1: Yeah, no, I do um, but
0: I've always like really, really liked his stuff. So that'd be kind of a cool, cool collaboration.
1: Oh yeah, his stuff's amazing actually. Now, looking at, he's done like loads of Looney Tunes, just like weird. Yeah, that that's awesome. I could see that working Yeah, He's so right, sick. Actually. Yeah.
0: He was like one of the first artists I like, kinda of knew by name and and I must have been about like thirteen, I think. Um I think I was like looking at tattoos or something, and somebody had, had this like Alex Party tattoo done. And I was like, "I oh, was that?" And I like, googled it, and then seen he'd done the used, and he'd, he'd done like other band stuff, and then kind of followed him from there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he was like one of the first. and then there was another guy, um I haven't seen him for a while, actually but it was Jeff, I think it's Jeff Soto, and he does right. all this like weird, um, quite like alien but kind of cute creature type of stuff, which is uh, which is always really cool.
1: Oh yes, yeah, it's, it's kind of similar-ish, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's decent. Yeah, it?
0: it's kind of that, like that watercolory, which is weird because it looks not. Uh, uh, I suppose it's not really an influence. It was just kind of like an inspiration.
1: Hmm. No, they're awesome. So I was just writing down the the name. I'd never heard of him before. was so.
0: party. Oh yeah, really, really cool.
1: Um, so I got one more question. Mm-hmm. what tips do you have for growing on organic following
0: um consistency yeah which is difficult because i've stopped posting on instagram because um not forever obviously um it's very i feel like i'm shadow a band right and i feel like a conspiracy theory saying it <laughs> um because they say it doesn't exist and stuff um but i've just taken a week off at the moment because i you get like demotivated by posting and then no one's seeing
1: it yeah
0: um but yeah consistency um
1: have you tried tiktok at all or are you and are you staying away for now
0: i tried it um and i'd done like five videos and i was like oh yeah this you know i can film the behind the scenes of printing yep done a t-shirt and then was like where else do i film yeah, <laughs> done that now. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? I was like, I didn't want to film the same thing over and over. Um, yeah, and just working with with models, I think, is really handy as well because you get to you get their uh, reach as well. Um, and just look for people that kind of resonate with the brand and that sort of you feel that like are a good representation of the the brand.
1: Yeah, that makes sense it's tough and it It is probably the hardest thing is to try and push what you you've got created as a little baby out there into the world and then try and get it in front of a load of people and then battle instagram and still say motivated and everything it's it's very awkward and hard
0: yeah just keep keep going i mean if you in especially if you enjoy like creating the content that helps because you can just do it for you and then put it out there it's a lot easier to say, have the mindset of, well, I'm going to put it out there anyway. It doesn't matter who sees it. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I know it doesn't work like that. And you do get it. Like really don't like, I'm in that now where I'm like demotivated from, from posting because um, of low engagement and stuff. Yes. So yeah, I just, it's almost like that figure to make it mentality of um, just kind of replicate like the highest, standard of like content that you can do and post that out on the um and just uh, just try to like stand out a little bit from what everybody else is doing
1: mm, that makes sense i like the tip you had earlier as well around like looking at brands of kind of where you want to be and that are in your same space and then try and do replicate some of the sort of styles and things that are working for them in terms of yeah the like don't copy anyone oh yeah yeah i don't but mean like- see what works just see what
0: type yeah what type of content they put out, and then look at your content and think is it is it on the same track as what they're doing i mean it's not always gonna i mean like with drop dead they've done the i can't remember the the name of the collection they've done a couple of months ago i think it was like ethereal beings or something Mm. um and they've done all this super cool like 3d rendered characters and then they've done like the the trading cards and stuff with them Nice. Um, and then for a while, like all of their website was rather than having like models, they had these like CG characters wearing the clothes.
1: Oh, okay. And I was
0: like, that is like super sick. Like I would love to do that at some point in the future.
1: Yeah. Um, I didn't so you're realize. not always
0: going to be able to. I think they've got rid of it now. I think they only did it for like one collection. Um. And they had like a cat. They had all like they all had names and like backstories and stuff it was like really cool they'd create this like little universe just for one collection
1: yeah so that's definitely something that you can't really emulate on that that level <laughs> no
0: but then look at i suppose just look at like yeah that's probably bad advice actually don't look at that that's <laughs> true that's just like oh why bother i know i give up <laughs> but yeah i just say consistency is probably the the biggest one it's a great
1: shout um where what 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 kind of your like goals for where do you see the brand where do you want it to be for like the end of the year end of next year total world domination or are you kind of happy with the little slice that you've carved out
0: i think i used to in my head i was like oh, i want this like big warehouse with start like loads of staff and i want it to be this this massive thing um but i think that like i realized that that's not really like the end goal if that happens that's that's great that's you know um i think if i could just build like a small operation um like two or three people sort of in printing and packing um i can just focus on designs and then maybe if i could give my partner a, a job as um because she's like management at the moment anyway so if she could do um like emails and customer service and stuff hmm I think if I just had a little premises, um that was in my back bedroom. Um, a couple of staff to take, and then I was just designing all all the time, I think that would I'd be sort of sat in a nice spot then to just carry on doing that.
1: Yeah. That does make sense. That would be really nice. And a pop up do you say a pop up store?
0: And a pop-up. You've got to do a pop-up know. no.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Or, will you mean, like, take over a store for a week or something, or just like a uh, little markets and stuff?
0: Yeah, if you could do a store and sort of design your all, and uh, that'd be cool. I think Misery, do you know Misery Worldwide? Yeah, I think they've just done one now in Permanent, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. but they were posting videos, and I was like, oh, it just looks like a good time, and they had like a DJ there, and uh, yeah. <laughs> It's just that face-to-face interaction with people that are there to see the brand then I think would be really nice.
1: Yeah, I suppose actually talks people face-to-face on like the the community that you've built up. It'd be really nice to meet people and kind of build more of a relationship with them. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. No, I thought I'd be more structured to be fair. I was in my head. I was like, right, I'm going to do that. this, 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 this. this, So I'm going to say it. And then it's just, I just melted. So uh, I do apologize for the randomness of it.
1: No, I love it. I think these are, I mean, like we kind of said at the start, they're easier to listen to because there's just two people chatting and talking about stuff and their stories and thoughts and feelings that they have. So, and it's nice to hear what your brand is about because you don't always read, like reading about it. You're like, okay, I kind of get it. But then actually speaking to you and and realizing like the whole point behind it and the the reason why you had the name and stuff, it makes a lot of sense. And It's really good to, to hear that side of it.
0: Yeah, I just I just find it really funny to think, like, like, somebody would be listening to this now in a couple of days and just think, all right, yeah, he's nuts. Cool. Like, let's uh, let's unfollow that.
1: But, no, I hope it's no, the other way. I, I hope people that, like, <laughs> like, like your brand or whatever listen to it and they're like, oh, that's the guy behind it. Oh, it's only one person. Oh, Matt, and he's done... Oh, that's really cool. And then they're, like, more into it because they've got a little snippet of, like, a behind-the-brand style thing.
0: Yeah, that's the that's the ideal. <laughs> but. Can I just say as well, um, you know what I'm saying about the, it's okay. Like not to have motivation and stuff for the, Mm. with the brand and give yourself a break. Yeah. Um, I think if it's just anybody, especially at the time of year, it is now and what we're going through at the moment. If there's anybody like struggling with their mental health, um, like give yourself that break. Um, and allow yourself to have the time that you need to sort of process that side of stuff before you sort of start stressing about getting back to normal. Um, I think it's just important to allow yourself to have, like everybody's human at the end of the day, is, like same with you, same with me. Um, like you're going to have ups and downs um, and just to have, give yourself a break um, and don't put too much pressure on yourself to be what you think like everybody else is expecting you to be, you know.
1: Definitely. I think that's something that I've realised Like growing older is that people don't talk about half the shit they go through and they put on a brave face and they kind of hide it a lot and it's only when you start growing up and you go through shit yourself and kind of start to open up to people that you realise that everyone struggles with everything and they just try not to talk about it for some reason. So yeah, Yeah, everyone's having a a break and processing it, it definitely makes sense. Yeah, I just like I'd never even thought about depression until I was like 19
0: um, or 18 and a guy in my old job went off after him and his missus split up Hmm. and he said oh he's gone off with depression and that like blew my head because I was like hold on I thought depression was like this really like bad like um, I can't word this now I thought it was like a really extreme version of it yeah I didn't realize that it was so common especially with the sort of social media generation and stuff um and then i i felt like a lot of when i was going through it i felt like a lot of pressure to go back to get back to normal and think all right i've got to get my head back on uh, but like you said everyone's sort of struggling and everyone's going through it so it's okay to give yourself however long you need to deal with it um i don't necessarily agree with like you know everyone says it's, it's okay not to be okay hmm I don't. I don't really like that saying because I think it's not. It's not like it's okay to have to deal with it, but you shouldn't don't accept yeah, it. Yeah. It's any. almost.
1: It's almost not. Not a complete sentence or not a complete phrase. It's like it's okay not to be okay, but and then there's like more to it. Like it makes sense, but it's, not how it is. Yeah. It's okay to not be okay, you know, while you process it. Yeah. Um,
0: but then you have obviously got to be proactive to to fix it because it. It is fixable, you know. It is it is manageable, um, even if you have like peaks and troughs. With it, like I still have. It's like six years ago. I really went through like the worst of it, and I still have um, sort of wobbles every now and again. Um, but no, I just think it's important for people to know, like you know, have five, process it, realize what's going on, um, and then sort of implement a plan to to deal with each individual little part of it um and eventually it'll it'll all come together
1: hopefully people kind of get something from from the chat as well
0: yeah i'm not like an expert in it at all um i'm just a dude that like went
1: through it um yeah but it, it is the at least people like you're talking about it so the more people that talk about it the, the better it's going to become for everyone and yeah you're not an expert but you don't have to be i don't think i think just listening and, and talking is sometimes enough yeah yeah definitely talk more yeah have you got anything else you want to add at this point i mean it's been a pretty uh nice conversation i think i've, I've really enjoyed it so far
0: yeah a bit random but uh, <laughs> it's always hilarious. would you um because I know you asked on a podcast, um, have this year sort of changed your like, goals for the brand? Have you got like smaller goals now, or do you still, uh,
1: you still kind of? I think I was reminded one the other day. So, like, I chat with like a load of other brands and people and stuff and try and build relationships because I think that's a really big thing, and like, essentially, these brands and artists are like your peer group so like it makes sense to try and touch base with people and and have conversations with them uh and yeah um Simo from that life reminded me the other day that like was it last august we chatted and i said i wanted like to have a unit and like go part-time at my job and i've not really worked towards it at all like i've not really taken this
0: yeah but look at the year
1: yeah when you look at the whole year and then i think i'm not breaking stuff down into okay, this month I need to do this, this, and this, and then next month. So I think that's something that I've learned. I mean, I've now got, um, I've put up a whiteboard in like my little office and and then a, um, a pinboard below it. So I've got like some inspirational things on the pinboard and then I try and write to-do lists on the whiteboard and like goals that I'm going to try and achieve because I feel that's probably something that I've been lacking and possibly something that... Ha- um made it as to why i had my like little wobble and i kind of like lost focus for like about a month yeah yeah so i don't know the and yeah i need to spend more time thinking about where i want to go and what i'm actually doing rather than just kind of coasting because looking at other people that have been doing it for a similar amount of time or less time i mean we did say that it's bad to compare yourself to others but it's also kind of healthy a little bit which is why i say like all these brands are my peers cause they are essentially. So it is annoying to see brands that have got really big and I'm still the same size, but then they've put in way more effort than I have. So I kind of get it. So I think it's just being realistic around. I am at this stage and as long as I'm happy with where I'm at, then that's fine. Like I really enjoy working full-time, coming home, trying to figure out what I'm gonna do to, to make doom and gloom something that is more, you know, a step towards where I can actually do it part-time or full-time. Rather than doing what I do at the moment. Yeah, no, that's
0: reasonable. And uh, yeah, like you said, I think maybe when I said about the not comparing yourself to others, I suppose it's just not learning others um, a success in a way. I suppose sort of it doesn't mean that you have failed mm-hmm. just because another brand have blown up. And like I know, like was brands that started um, around a similar time as me, and they completely blew up like massive yeah um and then just disappeared out of nowhere mm-hmm. just randomly one day just went like instagram was down um their website went so you haven't as long as you were sort of implemented like the the right ways to do stuff and sort of being consistent with it there. um but yeah you can definitely look at brands like around your size and think right what are they doing all oh, right i could be doing that then
1: hmm. i see it as the as, as super healthy uh, like the like i said the the peer group thing and trying to chat with brands and stuff that are the same level or bigger than me and just have like a lot of the time they don't want to have conversations which is fine but if they do i try and stay in touch with people and like yeah just even if it's just like they put out a design i'm like man that is really cool like i'm actually really jealous of that like just commenting and saying something or like I love sharing stuff of other people's. Like, I don't really... Yeah. I'll happily share, like, if someone puts out, like, another brand that's smaller, bigger than me, whatever, put something out, and I'm like, that's cool. I wish I had that, and I'll just share it and tag them, because I feel like that's a massive part of it.
0: Yeah, I think so. I kind of got, like, a go weird... Because, uh, I'll always talk to people, like, I'm not... Um, I'm just very, like, busy is my issue like even with you would like organizing this it's, like, it like you take like six or seven hours to like reply to messages mm-hmm. um but i've got this weird like i feel like i've built up a community of sort of like people um and like i talk to a lot of like customers um because yeah. they'll obviously like reflect on stuff i'm saying with like the designs um i definitely should get better with like with with talking to people though um I think it's just different, like everyone's busy and a lot of the time you sort of message and you kind of have a message back and forth over a couple of days and then it'll it'll drop off.
1: Mm. It's hard though, isn't it? Uh, Especially like you uh, said, if you're printing a lot of the time doing designs and stuff, then you don't really want to sit there and go through Instagram messages and be like, yeah, cheers for telling me that design's awesome. Yeah, thanks. Like It it is hard. Like, (laughs) And messages always get buried as well, which I've found. Like, I'm sure I've probably got some if I scroll back far enough. I'm like, oh yeah, crap. I was having that conversation. Whoops.
0: Right. yeah 100% I should give you should, I suppose it'd be better to have like a time you say right 6 o'clock to 7 I'm going to sort of reply to messages rather than like there and then because um, like you said you have the issue you, you reply put my phone down and start printing again Um, and then when I go back to like 8 o'clock that night then I don't really know where I am with anything Yeah. Um, but no I, I should try and uh, sort of check in with people more
1: it's tough everyone's different it's hard isn't it life <laughs>
0: Well, uh, even, even like, my th- three mates that I've had since I was, like, super young, we, we talk, like, every, like, once a month. Um, and every time we talk, we always say, oh, we should get better at this. Mm. And then, but everyone's busy, and, like, one of them's working ridiculous shifts, and then the other one's planning a wedding, um, like, the other one's doing this or that. And then, so it is really difficult to kind of, it's just being in your late 20s or early 30s you kind of start realising that everyone's just dealing with general life stuff and that it's not the same as when you was younger and you could just do whatever you wanted whenever you wanted
1: mm. down from school, put uh, Call of Duty on, smash oh. out a few hours, go to bed that's a question for you actually
0: mm. Black Ops or Modern Warfare? Uh, I always preferred Modern Warfare Ah. Oh god okay <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my ultimate judgment of people oh is it wrong
1: no
0: <laughs> no nah, nah, i'm joking yeah. um uh, I, I haven't been on card in like months so uh, i stopped playing it because uh it was, i was getting like way too salty about it.
1: yeah see i find so that just focusing the, on a uh, little the ultimate like escapism am on... If you've had a bad day at work, like instead of doing doom and gloom stuff, like I really should be, I'm like, oh, I'll just jump on for like an hour, and then like three hours have gone, and you're like, oh dear. So yeah, that's
0: right. I've started um, I like only play like single player games now. That makes sense. Um, just so I can just jump in and I have my little hour, and then the only thing is, I think I've got like a con- well, I I've got like a control issue, um, and I think is when everything happened with me that I felt like I didn't have any control over stuff. Um, and like with the brand now I feel a little bit like everything I haven't got any control over anything. So I've now started, I'm like a completionist with games.
1: Nice. Yeah, I used to do that. Probably <laughs> feel
0: like it kind of sucked all the fun out of that now because it's like a checklist, do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, but, uh... I think I said
1: I used to do that as well like with the um, Xbox like achievements. When I used to get a game, I used to just play it until I completed everything and then move on to the next one. So I've got like a ridiculous gamer score, but then it did take away a lot of the passion I had for uh, video games.
0: Yeah, you kind of just got that like checklist to, to do this, 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 this. But I don't know. I suppose it just gives me like an hour to do something a little bit mindless that you haven't really got to think about that much.
1: Yeah, that's true. Maybe I should set limits for myself on how much I play
0: are you like the three o'clock in the morning gamer
1: oh no not that bad like um my kind of work patterns all over the place so it's more like i'll get home from work and like the missus won't be home for like three hours and i'm like well if i just quickly do the washing up throw some like washing in the washing machine then i can jump on cold for like two hours like that kind of thing um yeah how you do you man that's not sustainable not if i want to build a brand to uh to a decent level that's actually one thing she said like the other day when we were chatting about it she's like you need to set aside an hour every day where you reflect focus and plan stuff which made yeah i think that'd be a and that's that's helped you massively which is one of the reasons why i got that whiteboard is because then when i like sit down and i'm like either packing orders or planning like instagram posts or whatever i can then write stuff as i'm thinking about it on the whiteboard and then it helps set the week out a little bit better
0: and you can use, like, your downtime then as a... It's almost like a reward, as opposed to, like, a substitute. So you think, right, I've planned this, 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 this. Now I can go on COD for an hour.
1: Yeah, which is how we tried to flip it. Like, six till seven is, like, the doom and gloom hour. And then after that, we'll have food. And then if we've got any time left, it'll be like, right, well, let's, let's jump on COD for, like, an hour or so.
0: Yeah, that's, like, a healthier relationship with there, I suppose. <laughs> a little that's bit,
1: yeah. But no.
0: You'll uh, yeah, just keep going with it man, you'll get there. And
1: share all of us. I think that I think it's the thing, isn't it? Little and often eventually something will happen or I'll just keep enjoying what I'm doing and I'll have my little slice and I'll be happy with it. So
0: Yeah. I think as long as you're if you're still enjoying it, um if it starts starts getting more stress than pleasure, have that week or two weeks off. Um Cause that's, I think when I've, like I've had a wobble, I think a lot of people have a lot of brands that I've talked to have like struggled this year.
1: Mm, Definitely. Um, It's just such a
0: bad year for everybody. Um, And I mean, I mean, worldwide is such an awful thing. So it's, it's not, it's a lot bigger than like any of our brands, but to you, it is, it's like a net, you know, everyone's going to think of the, repercussions on themselves um but i think everyone's in the same boat with it um it is like a really weird difficult year for everybody um and even when i've been kind of reflecting or thinking right is this kind of stress worth it um because it was sort of started off as like a uh, a crutch for sort of like the anxiety and stuff almost started causing it Yeah. Um, but then I just really, really, really love designing so that I was like, no, that's that's the thing that like sucks me back into it, you know. So I think as long as you've got that, you'll be fine.
1: Um, yeah, I won't take up any more of your time. Thank you so much for sort of coming and, and chatting to me and talking about things. <laughs> it's been real good. I've i always really, oh, really enjoyed chatting to other people that have brands. Just to see their like views on, on stuff, how they started, where they're at, what their thoughts are. It's it's always really good for me, and I think other people get like something out of it as well. Yeah, like I said, I
0: apologise. It's such a like a messy, uh, like a messy way of doing it. Um, but no, I appreciate the time, and it was uh, it was really good to talk to you as well. I Enjoyed
1: it. I'll end it there. Thank you so much.
0: No problem, man. Take care.
1: See <laughs> And that wraps it up. Um, Just want to say thank you, obviously, again, to Ellis from Delice Clothing for coming on and chatting with me. It's a great pleasure to have you on. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, if you uh, enjoyed this episode and you're listening this far and you feel like you want to come on and chat with me on the next episode, ping me a message. Or if you've got someone that you think should come on, again, ping me a message. We'll have a little chat. Awesome. I'll catch you guys in the next one.